Okay. Get into the business of this afternoon. Our topic for this evening is know your purpose in God. Know your purpose in God. We will firstly go to the beginning of the, 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 the Bible. That is Genesis chapter 1. It is a known scripture that the, our dead normally read about. Chapter 1, we, I want us to read verse 28. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. We will deal much on this word, subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Hallelujah. Let me appreciate my students, the, the papers that are here. God richly bless you. I want to copy from what my dad used to say. We acknowledge you, you are here. Hallelujah. <laughs> we learn. When we are here, we learn. Hallelujah. The portion of the scripture that we have read speaks about the creation, especially about man. When you talk about men, we are talking about you and I. I want us to look into how men came into being. Before we could even interrogate this portion of the scripture, you will notice that some say men came out of human evolution. They say people originated from ape-like ancestors. Some say men came out of a baboon or a chimpanzee around 1.2 million to 1.8 million years ago. They are trying to explain how men came into being. And you find that some of us, because we are readers, we read that and we start to believe that particular story. And we are convinced because we want to fit into uh, the world system. Because we are living in this world. But the Bible says, even though we are living in this world, we do not belong to this world. We are passers-by in this world. We might be going to school, going to work together, but I am not part of this universe. Because the Bible says, when God created me, he blessed me. Hallelujah. And this philosophy say, when these people were created along those million years ago, they say they had a pale skin. Maybe those that are having dictionary will try to look into the word pale looks like. They are saying we were like that. But in all that we have said, or to make mention of, God created man with his own image. 
In the image of God, he created him. That is verse 27. Male and a female, he created them. Hallelujah. The word subdue, I'm going back to verse 28. The word subdue is to control these things so that they fulfill the will of God upon our lives. Meaning that when we are here, there are things that we need to use in order to subdue the earth, in order to conquer the earth. All these things, material things, are not supposed to come and control you and I. But I'm supposed to subdue them to overcome them so that I must use them to do the will of God. It is very much strange to find that some people only having things and the things are controlling them. And once they start to control you, you find that there are spaces within the church because now you are obliged to do what things are doing to you. But the Bible says God has given us the power to subdue everything. All these things, material things that are coming along our way, they are coming along our way only for us to use them for the will of God. Hallelujah. Subduing is to conquer and be into subjection. Meaning, the car that you own, you are supposed to control it. Everything, I, I, maybe I cannot name them all, but everything that we have, you must control it because you have been given the power to control that particular thing. It is very much shameful as a Christian, whereas the Bible here says clearly, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. It means you are supposed to control everything. What does the word everything mean? Because what? Yes. Why are you supposed to be controlled by the things? But the Bible says you are supposed to subdue, to put everything under your control. Even your dog. You are children. You must say to them, it is time to pray. You are controlling because you are blessed. Say, I am blessed. And I will subdue everything. I will control everything. I will not be controlled by things. Because God has blessed me. And said to me, I must subdue everything. I must put everything under my control. Hallelujah. That is who you are. Don't be like those people who believe that they came because of being a baboon. Because if that was uh, the truth, we could be seeing the baboons coming into human beings now. It's never came. And it will never be. But we start to believe those things because we are readers and we believe everything. Don't be a believer who believes everything. Be a believer who believes the word of God. Because believers, some believers, they believe everything. You say go and run, they will run. 
Sleep, they will sleep. Don't be like them. They are out there. I'm not talking to you, but those that are out there. Hallelujah. We need also to lay down our lives before the Lord on our daily basis so that the will that God has for us must come to pass. And also again, after looking into that, let's look into how biology is saying about this man. According to biology, an average, each time a man ejaculates, they release nearly about one million sperms. Those one million sperms are to meet the, the waiting egg to the fallopian tubes. And only one of them will survive. Million. But only one will do what? And that one sperm out of the hundred million that was survived, that has survived, is you and I. Some has passed on, but you are here because you survived. Say, I have survived. About the millions that has gone. Hallelujah. Do you sometimes take time or a minute to pause a little bit and ask yourself some questions? What have you done to survive the chop of those millions that has died but you remained? What was the reason for you to be here? Was it by mistake or a purpose for, for you to be still alive while others have gone? Because they've gone, but you are here. Say, I'm here. You have survived also for the first inception. You survived also from types of sicknesses that killed many children. After surviving from those spams, children also being born, some they passed on, but you are still here. Some died because of sicknesses like polio. You buried them. But you are still here. And you are still saying, oh, because you are still alive. Hallelujah. Some perished through the accidents. Some committed suicide. Some have been poisoned and died. Some were struck by lightning. But you survived. I'm standing here as a witness. A lightning came into our house while, while I was still young, not our house together with Pastor Mo. But when I was young, etymology has died. It strike the, the house in which we were in. No one died. Because witches has been against our family. But I survived. I still remember that day. I cannot forget. And the question that every day that I'm praying, I ask myself, why did I survive? Because there is a purpose and the will of God for me to survive. And I believe also it must also be the purpose of God about your life. Some of you, you are coming from other countries, but you, 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 you arrived here safe. The question might be, what made you to survive? Is it because of your intelligence or is it because of your knowledge or is it because of your connection? But because the will of God is yet to be accomplished 
through your life. Hallelujah. In recent update that we can quote, especially during 2019 and 2021, we buried many people because of COVID-19. You did not survive because you were able to buy an expensive mask. You did not survive because you were able to, to for a long, uh, what do you call, social distancing or through the vaccine. You saw many people passing on. Maybe some of you, you are afraid to come closer to other people. But bit by bit, now you are closer to somebody. Even you are not afraid. Even right in town, Pastor people, when people are greeting me with an elbow, I'm saying to them, you are greeting with a, a, an outfashioned thing. Let's do the right thing. Give me your hand. Because I have survived. And there is a purpose for you and I to survive all those particular things. Hallelujah. You did not survive because some of you lebele arabela. No. Those were part of taking a, a sweat out of your body. Hallelujah. It's because there is something about our lives. Hallelujah. So as children of God, we need to know the reasons. Why are we still here? As this year has been declared a victorious year, we need to align ourselves with the purpose of God about our lives. The purpose of God about our lives is to win more souls. Your purpose and my purpose is to go out and win more souls. You can look at the bed there. There are empty chairs. What are these chairs for? Are they for the, for the people who don't see the benefit of coming to church? And it is, a, it is our right for you and I to go and take them by the hand and say, the time has arrived. We are no more playing church. We need to come and be serious about God this time. That is our purpose. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 Jesus said go to the people of all nations and make them my disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Jesus here was talking to his disciples that he was given he has given them the power to go out. He was not saying go out you will see what to do out there. But he said go ye and make the disciples and baptize. He was giving them the authority. And I like this uh, message chapter 10 verse 1. Whereby Jesus said the Bible says when he called out his 10 12 disciples he gave them the power. When God has called you, you are here with the power that God has given you. And until you use the power that is in you, you cannot realize that you have got the power to heal the sick. You cannot realize that you have got the power to preach the gospel. Because you are seated. You are afraid to go out there. Look at verse 1. And he called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirit to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. 
This verse does not say he has called only Apostle David and Pastor Louisa to cast out devils, uh, demons. It says all the disciples say I've been called. I've got the power to cast out evil spirit and to heal every disease and every affliction. This is your right. I was saying this morning that if you don't realize that you have got the power, you will cry even for a little things for God to do unto you. You must start to believe God for a little thing. If a child is getting a headache or is suffering from a headache, don't give him grandpa or compral or discipline. Just put your hand and say, in Jesus' name, you are healed. Try to exercise that power instantly. And you will see the power of God working in your life. And you move from that level of, of power of belief to another. You, you, are, you are following pastor, you go by pastor, you go by one show why fisher fisher. What are you doing with your faith? Pastor, you go by busy there doing other things. You are calling her, you are, you are disturbing her. But you have got power. The Bible says, when he called his 12 disciples, maybe you can just put your name there. Just say your name there. When he called, put your name. Edwin. When he called, Edwin. Put your name. When he called, Edwin. Put your name. When he called, and he did what? I believe that we won't hear any phone call saying, Pastor, one hour fish come. Because the power has been given unto you. The power has been given unto you. Hallelujah. And by the same power, Jesus was giving an authority to his disciples. From the beginning we said, we must subdue everything. And the, also the power again, after subduing everything, the power has been given unto us. We control everything. Power she wear. Use that power. When you are folding your hands, Pastor, I tried to call you, and the phone said, the number you have called is not available. No! The telephone line is on all the time. The power has been given unto you. Use the power that you have. You are blaming the pastor for nothing. Pastor, but you are calling him. No! Call on him because the power has been given unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says they should go to all nations, not a few, but to all. Irrespective of color or greed, if they are yellow, go to the yellow people. If they are green people, go to them. Power has been given unto you. And the Bible says, and nothing shall hurt you. That is the assurance that God has given us unto us. Why are you afraid? Because God said, go. And nothing shall injure you. Even when somebody has been possessed by the demons, because you've got the power, just say, out, out. The demons will go out. Just don't try to negotiate with the enemy. Because power is being given unto you. And the same power that worked in Jesus is still working also in your life today. Hallelujah. And the question that I'm having this evening, how many of you 
How many of you here managed to win the souls this week? One. Thank you. Only one. Only one. How many of you are you discipling people now? One, two, three, four, five, six. At least. Those that did not rise, raised up their hands, the question is, what are you doing? Because power has been unleashed unto you. What are you doing with the power? Do you know that when we, you, we, a man has bought four by four, do you know four by four? It means what? It pulls by the front wheels and the back wheels. The, the rear and the front. But for you to realize the power of a four by four, you need to take it to the mountain. If you are moving it around here, you won't realize the power of the 4x4. Four four. Those that have bought the 4x4s, four let me tell you, take that 4x4 four four of yours to the mountains and you will see the power that is running on all over that uh, uh, wheels. You are busy driving around the street of Sishu with 4x4. Four four. The 4x4 four four needs to go to the mountains. You as a child of God, you have got the power. Don't stay with the power here, but use the power to see that God is using you. You have got the four, more than the one who is more than a four by four in your life. But you are busy being like a, a chicken Christian, complaining about transport, complaining about the Google, complaining about this and that. But the power has been given unto you. Use the power that you are heavy. Go out and disciple other people. Go out and win souls. Hallelujah. Again, one thing that I want us to look into is some of us, we are not even inviting our neighbors to church. They just see you get inside your car. That is I'm not saying that this is doing that, but I'm just quoting. They just see you get inside your car with your wife. Whoop, what's it being? But they, but they themselves, they are inviting you to their gathering, especially during this time. They invite you. Have we invited them to church? Or are you coming alone? It's so free for you to go alone. But the Bible says, go ye. Meaning go to your neighbors, other neighbors and other neighbors compel them to come to know the power that we have received. Hallelujah. I like what uh, the late Miles Munru once said. He said, if a purpose of a thing is not known, an abuse is inevitable. If you don't know the purpose in which you have been created for, you will abuse have you seen somebody being drunk and uh, she was, he was born again and he's backslidden and he's drunk. When he's drunk because his soul is crying he will sing a song. Some people will, will even follow him because they see the good melody out of that. He is abusing the talent that God has given him. He's using it in an awkward situation. Some of them will be praying for the people in the bar lounge. 
Because they don't, do, they don't know the purpose of the talent that God has given them. You have got the talent and God has given you. Some of you, you are able to win souls, but you want to be pushed. Can't you just do it on yourself? Because the Bible says, when Jesus called his disciples, he gave them the power. You have the power. Go out with that power to realize that God will use you and you won't be the same. You must win souls. Time has gone, brethren. No more playing church. People are thirsty out there. They need you and I to preach the gospel unto them. Let's go to the highways and the byways and compel them to come to the gospel. Let's anacastle them. Have a bag full of souls before you die. Because the only thing that you will carry after our death is souls. You cannot take your car. You cannot take your spouse. One thing amazing about the death is that it's not coming soon. I'm just thinking about it. It's not coming. Don't fear. Is that if one passes on, people will come and gather there. And after burying the one that is laid, they all wash their hands and they go. Saying, we are done. We, we, we are not involved with, with what he has been doing. We are done. Then they go. You'll be left alone. Win souls while it's still time. Win souls while it's still an opportunity to win them. I want us to look into the life of John the Baptist. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. John the Baptist understood his mission. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Verse 2. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. For this is he who was spoken by the prophet Isaiah when he said, the voice of the one cry in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John here did not forget the mission in which God brought him here on earth. He knew very well that he is a forerunner of Christ. Even though the challenges were there, but he stood on the mission in which God has called him to do. When you go again, you, hear, you realize that uh, John even spoke to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Sadducees. Do I call it well? The Sadu, Sadducees. That word. And he even called them brute of vipers. He warned them to flee from the wrath that is coming. If it was you and I, will we be telling this kind of the truth to them? Calling those people that are regarded as learned people, you brute vipers. He said to them, they should bear fruit keeping of repentance. Go to verse 7. The same chapter. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees 
coming to his baptism, he said to them, you brood of vipers, who want you to flee from the wrath to come? That was Joel. And I believe people were gathered like the way you are. But he addressed them and said, Yes, so tearing. Give my story. Kata Babuzi. Ma, 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 Ramrog. I feel it's a regasut. Okay. Hey, whatever for a sale, what shall we say? What about in Chiba? I don't Sometimes when you are, you are preaching this kind of a gospel, uh, uh, people will say, hey, the pastor is insulting us. But look at John. He was calling a spade a spade. If you are a sinner, you are a sinner. I once, uh, Pastor Duke, will preach this kind of a, go, uh, a message at uh, the federal. Say, It says like that. But when you preach that, people will say, hey, There is no heavy weight when coming to the word of God. John here said, You brood of vipers. We need to have this, this kind of uh, a, a, a spirit of telling the people the right things right now. Because sometimes we, the preachers of the word, uh, uh, we are going to be judged because we are preaching a gospel. If you have done something wrong, turn away from your wicked ways. We need such gospel. Because people are just coming to church for the sake of coming to church. We are not making the register to, go, to come to church. We want you to go to heaven. We want to fellowship with you there in heaven. And sinners cannot go there. We need to preach that kind of the gospel. Hallelujah. And John here was telling them the truth. That you brood of vipers. Who told you to run away from your wicked ways? Return from your wicked ways and turn to the Lord. He never deviates from the mission into which God has called him to do. If it was you and I, if the politicians come here, you will change the sermon and preach it the way that you will suit them. But we are not supposed to do that. Preach the gospel. Be like Timothy when Paul said, when I got Timothy, no. We need that gospel. It is the gospel that has made us who we are. Sin is sin. What has been committed by the, the church member is sin. What has been committed by the son by the son of a pastor, it is sin. 
Otherwise, people won't be coming to our church. Because we are doing what they are doing. We are not different from them. We must preach the gospel that, that refuses sin in our churches. So that we could make up in heaven. We are no. We must all go to heaven because we are the followers of Christ. The question that I'm having to you, family, when even when the the, the leaders, our leaders are doing some other things which are not good. We even quote the Bible to support what they are doing. Trying to fit into their beliefs. Look where we are today in our communities. We are promoting things which are not godly. We are also even involved being members of the church, being the Christians. And bit by bit, we are drifting from the truth. Don't just say, I, I cannot do that. But bit by bit, we're getting out of alignment. Out of alignment. Every papara, we are far away from the truth. Because the politicians are controlling us. And they're not supposed to control us. The Bible, when we are read from the beginning, it says we must subdue everything. Even the politicians, we must subdue them. We must control them. We must tell them the truth to repent. Because authority has been given to you and I. We have got the authority over everything. I don't care whether Ramaphosa or Malima. I've got the authority over you. Because the power has been given unto me. Not by man, but God himself. Are you hearing me? That is the truth that we must be preaching. The question that I'm having now. Are we having outreaches as the church? Because power has been given unto you. I spoke about four by four, but the four by fours are seated, are in the garage. Are we doing the outreaches? The tent in this church has been bought. The sound for the outreach is there, it's available. What are we waiting for? Do we want us maybe to go to Pastor David to allow us to go outside there and preach? Pastor David never gave us the power, but the power has been given us unto us by God himself. The only way we have to go to him as our pastor, as our father, to say, Papa, I need to go to Ivy Park. I need to go to Jerusalem. I need to go to Kodishi and have a crusade there. I want to, to, to preach the gospel day and night. We need to have such kind of people who will be saying, power has been here, lying here. And you cannot realize that you've got the power until you go out and work. Are we scared of the people we are working with? Are we waiting for the apostle to say, go and evangelize? I was impressed lately by our mom, Pastor Luisa. He encouraged the people in City Campus, say, for, 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 for you to give her a gift, give her a soul. Are we only going to do that once and we forget? It is not enough. 
God wants us to go out. One soul is not enough for the birthday gift for Pastor Luisa. You are capable of doing more than that because power has been given unto you. You are supposed to go out there and subdue the earth. Zone 5 is waiting for you. What are you doing, Zone 5, people? Zone 2 is waiting for you. What are you doing, Zone 2? Go out there. Preach the gospel. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. Power has been given unto you. It is not enough. Look at the chairs here. They are empty. You need to go out. I need to go out. Compel people. And across of them to come to church. To hear the word of God. Do you enjoy going alone to heaven? Do you want to go to heaven alone? If that is a no, what are you doing? When you go out, tomorrow come with somebody. On Sunday, let this church be filled with people. Because all of us have got a mandate that God has given individually. Not the Pastor David or Pastor Luisa. You and I, God when he called us, he called us to go ye. And the power is in you. The Pharisees, here where we have read, they were given a true medicine. They thought that they have arrived. You are comfortable by warming up the chair. But today I'm urging you to stand up, to go out. Because the mission is not yet accomplished. All other stems have gone and died. Young children have gone and died. But you're still here. Because the purpose is not yet accomplished. You better wake up and say, enough is enough. I've witnessed to somebody five weeks back or even in January. Wake up, child of God, and do something. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 8. Hallelujah. You are enjoying the service, I believe. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Do you know that the thieves cannot break into an empty house? Do you know that? But look at verse 1. Go back to verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, the wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Verse 2. Saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king had this, he was troubled. Because somebody has arrived. When you are there, your presence must be felt. Because you have got the power in you. Like when Jesus was born there, Herod was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. Not, he, not only Herod alone, but all him, even his household, they were afraid because the king was born. The same king that we're talking about is in your life. And wherever you are, just know that the devil cannot settle down because you have arrived with the power that demolished the satanic power. 
Continue. An assembly, all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born. Continue. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he said to them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Verse, that was well, okay? Until this time. After listening to the king, they went to their way, and behold, the star that had seen, they had seen, when it rose, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When I was reading this, preparing this message, I want us to look into Jesus being the child. His mission was to save you and I. Because the enemy wants to destroy what will change the world, he wanted to kill Jesus while he was still a baby. And because God has a mission about him, Jesus survived. Even his mother and father, they took him to Egypt because Herod wanted to kill him. If God can spare his only son not to be killed, he will also spare you not to be killed because you are doing his gospel. When he was born, Herod was after the newborn baby Jesus. As I said, the parents took him to Egypt. And at the age of 12, he was found with the leaders in the church talking about the gospel. Because he never forgotten why he was there. He knew the mission at an early age. We have got young people in the church. Some of them, they are just looking at us elderly people. Oh, Pastor, you go about to fetch. Oh, we don't want to fetch. What are you doing now? At the 12 years of age, Jesus was talking to the leaders in the, in the church, the teachers in the temple. What are you doing, youth, at this particular time? I was very much impressed this afternoon when I was passing by going to zone 5 I found people on this other side they were dancing and worshipping God open air but what our youth are doing now we are busy socializing on the Facebook Whatsapp the mission is not about the Facebook the mission is to go out there and win souls the same Jesus that I'm talking about to, to, to summarize his work, he came, healed the sick, delivered those that were sick, and proclaimed and giving them life. 
the same Christ is still here today. And he's only waiting for you to go out and the power that has given you will be exercised. You'll be seen in your life. But we are waiting for something to happen. And nothing will happen. Until you do the work, you do the word, and the word will do you. Are you hearing me? He healed the sick, the lame walked, the dumb speak, the dead were raised by the same Jesus. And he was being followed. Even though he did all these miraculous things, but the people wanted to kill him. But because it was not yet time, Mr. Pitonzi, they've never managed to kill him. Because he said, nobody can kill me until I lay down my life. Nobody will kill you. If you die, be like Paul who will be saying, for me to die is Christ to gain, but to live is Christ. Be like, don't just quote that thing only when you are passed away, when you are gone. People like to quote that thing when they are gone. Why can't you just say that those words now? To live is Christ and to die is gain. Are you living for Christ right now? But you are living for other things. But when you die, you only write that words. Why are you not write, doing the, quoting those words right now? To live, for you to live is Christ. Are you living for Christ? Before you can say to die is gain. You cannot gain for what you have not worked for. You need to work for Christ. So that when you die, you gain out of what you have worked for. People like quoting the scripture out of context. You are not living for Christ, but when you die, you want that scripture to be put on your, not you, but those that are outside there. You are hearing me. Do the word, and the word will do you. Hallelujah. He survived many attempts that they tried to kill him because it was not yet time. The mission was not yet accomplished. Also to you, the mission is not yet accomplished. Matthew chapter 28, uh, verse 34 to 46. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as your will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not wait, watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Verse 42. Again the second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. I want us also as we are about to conclude, we even see Jesus here in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he prayed unto God, saying, If it is my will, I will let this cup pass, but not my will, let your will be done. He allowed the will of God to take place upon his life, because it is not all about him, but about God's will. For you to live, for you to breathe, and for you to be here, it is not about your will, but about the will of the one who has called you. 
Jesus came to set us free. He came to buy us back. He came to release us from the bondage of sin. He came to set the captive free. He came to give us liberty. He came so that the sickness that we have been suffering must be gone. He came that the poverty that we have been suffering must be away from our dress. That the poverty must not know our dress. He came that lack should be gone out of our situation. Confusion should be going away from us because of him. Because of the power that has given it unto us. The mission is accomplished only through him. When he said it is finished at the cross of Calvary, he was saying to you and I that we need to go and do what he came here for. He has conquered the world. Follow in his footsteps. You too will conquer the world. If you want to, to conquer the world, be like Jesus. Follow Jesus and you will conquer the world. Child of God, wake up from your slumber. The world is not your home. You are a passersby. The world won't love you. As long as you are saying, I'm a Christian, they will hate you. Don't try to compromise your salvation. Once you say, Jesus is my Lord, they won't love you. They will kill you as they've killed him. Go out there and accomplish what you are here for. My purpose is to do the will of God. And your purpose also is to do the will of God. Be like Paul who said, for me to, to live is Christ and to die is gain. You cannot gain for what you do not work for. Work while it's still, it's still time for you to work. And that is to win souls. Apostle David once spoke about being a kingdom financer. He was referring to you and I. How can we reach a, a thousand churches if we don't give? How can we reach a thousand churches if we don't evangelize? We will be like this. We will just be talking and talking. We need to talk and do. We must be the doer of the word, not the hearer only. We want a thousand churches in our lifetime. What are we doing? How many churches are we planting each year? But we are here. The resources are here. Transport is available. Sound is available. The tent is available. And the power has been given unto you. What more do you need? What more do you need? The buses are there. The sound is there. Cameras are there. Waiting for you. What are you waiting for? The power has been given unto you. You are more than, four, more than a 4 by 4 wheel driver car. You have got the power. Let's just stand up and go out there. People are waiting for us. They are thirsty. They are hungry. But we are seated. Restinge Marina. Restinge. Let's stop being stingy. I will be going out to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Let's put our deeds into all our, of our saints. The last verse, John 16, verse 33. I've said these things to you, that in me 
you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. By this verse, we get an assurance that even if we find ourselves in difficult situations, God is with us. We should be glad because the one we follow has overcome the world. Let us put our hands on the plow because Jesus has fought the battle on our behalf. May we be the people who stays on our lane. And our lane is to win souls. Don't just put yourself in a, a wrong lane of sitting down. It is not your lane. Your lane is to win souls. Your lane is to go out. Your lane is to pray for the people. That is your lane. And that is your responsibility and my responsibility. May we advance the kingdom of God further. May we buy in the idea of our parents and achieving a thousand churches in our lifetime by deeds, but not by just a mere talking. May we give differently from the previous Sundays. The harvest is ready, child of God, but laborers are few. May you and I be those laborers that will labor and look unto God and say, God, you gave me the power. You said I should subdue everything. You said that everything is under my knees. Everything is under my food. And whatever that I will do, you are there with me. You said you will never leave me, nor forsake me. That is what God has said unto us. The only thing that we need to do to say, here I am God. I'm going out. And he will send the angels to go before you. Like it the angel that went before the Israelites. And God is assuring us that nothing will hurt us. When we go out there, we go with the authority that Jesus has given us. Because the mission is not yet accomplished. You are here today. You are still alive here. On top of your grave. How many souls have you won? Wake up, child of God, from your slumberland. Time is not on our side. Jesus is coming soon. He's coming. And he's going to, to give a reward for those that have worked for him. Not only on the pulpit, but out there. If you don't have the, the opportunity, listen to preach here. There is a pulpit out there. There is a pulpit out there. There is a pulpit on the street out there. Go out in the highways and compel people to come. Because the kingdom of God is near. And you have got the power. I have the power. What do I use with the what do I use the power that I'm having? You won't realize and when I saw power under the power until you stand up more Where I work, that be don't see they know. If a child is sick, I'm not saying there's a clinic next door. I'm not saying go to take her to the clinic. I'm saying bring her here. Bring her here. Bring him here. I will be saying to the child, Do you want to get healed now? Because yes, lift up your hands. What assembly? Lift up your hands. In Jesus' name, well. Or you are well. I'm well. I'm demonstrating the power that God has given it unto me. 
go and demonstrate the power that has been given unto you. God richly bless you.